Hey there, welcome to the fourth episode of the fourth season of Science and Society. I'm Drew, a med student and CrossFit junkie. And I'm Liv, a retired beauty queen and biochemistry PhD candidate. We're two nerds on a mission to break down the science around us so you can apply it in your life. This month, we're bringing on CEO and co-founder at LO Health, Ari Tala. His company uses key biomarkers and cutting edge AI to provide folks with customized supplements. His mission is to transform food from the leading cause of disease to medicine. Let's get after it. Ari Tulla is a San Francisco-based entrepreneur and the co-founder and CEO of Elo Smart Nutrition Service, transforming food from the cause of disease to medicine. Ari is also an active angel investor with a portfolio of 40 startups, including Verda Health, Good Eggs, and Aura. Previously, Ari was the CEO of Quest Analytics, the market leader in doctor data and network management. He led the company through a pivotal growth stage from 15 to 40 million in revenue. Before joining Quest Analytics, Ari was a co-founder and CEO of Better Doctor, a doctor search engine. Better Doctor raised $30 million from first-tier investors, including NEA and Uncore Capital. In June 2018, Better Doctor was acquired by private equity firm Vestar Capital. And before Better Doctor, Ari led Nokia's game and application studios and was brand manager for Lucky Strike in Northern Europe. When not working or parenting, Ari spends his time on steep cliffs, powdery slopes, and big cold waves that only Northern California can offer. Ari, welcome to the show. Thank you. That's a, that's a long, long intro. <laughs> it's an impressive one, um, and we're excited to learn more about it. And that actually leads us to our first question. We would love to just more learn more about your background and what brought you to, your, to the point where you are now, if you could tell us a little bit more about your personal and educational background. Yeah, happy to. And um, I always like to talk um, a lot more about uh, the why than the what. I mean, we can all read the what on whatever, but uh, the why always is more interesting. And everybody has a story always on how did you end up where they ended up. And and those are kind of stories we like to read in the books. And and we we like to hear from people when you meet new people always. So for me, I'm I'm from, uh, from Finland originally. So I'm from Northern Finland, you know, a small town called Oulu. It's um, at the same level as uh, Anchorage, Alaska. So think about uh, we are now in the in the summer solstice here, right today. So the sun it doesn't go down at all. It's twenty four twenty four seven sunlight today. Wow. And then in the winter, on the other hand, it's all dark. You know, sun goes up for two hours and then goes down. So very bipolar world where you live, and and that's why I spent about about eighteen eighteen nineteen years of my life and. It, um, it's a very interesting place and it, it kind of makes who you are. Um, you become a bit, I think, rougher <laughs> when you live <laughs> in that type of nature. And, and now living in California, I, I, I've softened up a lot in the last um, 15 years, but I still have that, uh, some of the crit left in me that, you know, I got in my, in my dark and, and light environment. And of course, kind of rough as well. You have six months a year, you have snow on the ground. So it can be pretty, pretty miserable or nice if you, if you like the snow. Uh, so anyway, I, I got into into tech early. I was really lucky as a kid that um, I think I was six years old when I got the first computer from my from my father. Who, who he was really early in 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 get get the first first PC. I don't like eighties, early eighties, eighty or something. That was like the computer with two two you know color graphics and zero eight six PC. You know um, motherboard and a, and a processor maybe. 
less than less memory than now you have in a, in a Fitbit <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a device, and it could pretty much do nothing. But you know, then I got mine, and I of course started to play games, and I started to you know create some very simple uh, software when I was a kid. And uh, for me, that was a big thing because you know I got to do things earlier than most other people, my peers. And then when I was high school, I was already you know. Um, pretty fluent with everything. I was, you know, able to create software. I was able to, you know, code a little bit. I was able to, you know, play games. I was able to connect with people around the world. And this was in, you know, mid nineties when the, the websites were not even invented yet. So when you get to do something very early, you, at least you become confident about it and you understand that there's a pathway, you know, that you can do this for the rest of your life. And, you know, I, last 30 years, I've been, you know, using computers and you know built multiple different you know businesses uh built multiple products around you know this idea and uh, really that that what made me that i was able to access these things early enough and i was able to build it ahead of many other people and you know going from uh you know finland where you know we all love hockey that's the thing that we do the most and i mean i i, I played hockey all my youth and i was pretty good at it and you know some of my my peers, they got to NHL. I was a little bit too short, maybe a bit too clumsy. I didn't have the vision <laughs> that you need in the, in the, in the, in the ring. And, uh, but then I, I wanted to still get, you know, the NHL and I, I selected, and, you know, my NHL really has been to get to Silicon Valley and, you know, build companies here. And, um, I think it's a, it's a nice pathway in a way that some of my friends who got to, to play in, in NHL or became professional athletes, they have already retired. And, you know, I'm still continuing strong. So maybe there's a good pick in the end that I, I started to build companies not to not to play, you know, hockey or sports. And all this time you've been able to kind of build this skill set. And, you know, maybe you knew it when you were young that this would become your career. Maybe you didn't, but it brought you to where you are today. So can you tell us a little bit about what ELO is and why are you so interested in what the company is doing? What, you know, what's your why for ELO? Yeah, so ELO, um, um, it's tough to name a company today because, you know, every name has been taken. It's hard to find a website that, you know, it's .com or whatever. We are ELO.health for that reason. And uh, I like three-letter names. Uh, my 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 name is Ari. My wife's name is Anu. My my kids are Max and Mia. So we are all three-letter names. So we have a naming convention in family. Yeah, and it expands to companies as well. So uh, for us, I think... Um, and for me personally, the uh, the area we work with today is is nutrition. Uh, we are trying to build a new concept called smart nutrition. Sorry, my my daughter just got got from home, but, you know, mm-hmm. got from school, and you know, she's <laughs> clearly not no doing something fun at the backyard. But anyway, um, I really believe in this idea that you know nutrition can be two things. It can be the poison that we are having every day that makes us sick it makes us metabolically sick it gives us you know type 2 diabetes heart disease and so forth but it also can be a healing factor uh, almost the same nutrition done in the right way can heal you from these ailments and um, i think we all kind of know that we all know that you know we should eat in a certain way we kind of have the principal idea in our mind but it's really difficult to follow it because, you know, the world is kind of giving us all these options. And, you know, there's so much stuff when you go to a store or you go to a restaurant, you know, supersize me or, you know, buy this and that, you know, have a beer or whatever. So it's tough to, you know, uh, do the right thing. And for me personally, that you know, it really started a long time ago. So about almost 20 years ago, my, my wife had a, had a thyroid tumor. Um, she was a really healthy, you know, 20-something athlete. 
And um, out of the blue, you know, she was like touching her neck and there was a big, you know, big, you know, lump. And um, of course, you know, a few weeks later, you know, you are in a, on an operation table to take it away. Luckily, there was nothing, um, nothing, nothing bad after. So they were able to take the whole thing away. But they also had to take half the thyroid. And that led into a lot of these uh, autoimmune hormonal issues that can happen when you have one thyroid operating on. And um, we learned that, you know, age of like, I don't know, 25, that, you know, she has to be medicated uh, for life, maybe. Uh, we probably can't get uh, a family ever. We can't have children because of those, you know, issues that came with it. And it's tough when you have to think about those things at young age. Most people, they think about, you know, like, have fun, but you know, we have to think about, you know, the mortality and how would our life look like in the long term. And um, I'm, I'm, my wife is very persistent and, you know, very stubborn and, and I'm a bit of stubborn as well. So, you know, we decided that, you know, like, this is not, not cool. I mean, like, you know, I found a lot of my life and, you know, we want to, you know, build a life together. And our, you know, hope was to have also a family. So we spent about a decade of our life to, to find a way to go over that problem and, and find a way to, you know, use medicine and, um, and nutrition and other things to heal her. And in the end, you know, actually it was really food and, and nutrition that was able to lower her inflammation and help the body to heal itself, to be able to, to have a family. And um, so now I have two noisy, you know, kids who are <laughs> kind of the reminder for me every day that, you know, food can be medicine. And for me and for us, it was. So I, I've been a big believer for a long time and um, I haven't really worked on this before. We've been, uh, been lucky enough to be able to invest in some companies who, who are doing this and and I've been a little bit part of those companies to be able to kind of follow what they do, learn what they have done, and even help them at at, at one one or few points. Uh, but now I think you know I really wanted to um, after or, you know we started this before COVID, but you know during the COVID I got even more convinced that this is really an important mission because uh, many of the people who who passed away during the COVID or because of they didn't get the medical treatment or care they they would, would have needed, they passed away because they had these metabolic issues. They were already sick in many ways. And they had comorbidities like, you know, type 2 diabetes, they were obese, or they had heart disease or other things. So we are really in a, in a tough spot now. And um, I think that, you know, um, it's really worthwhile to try to build um, products that are helping people to get the right nutrients in the right time. It's not going to be easy. It's pretty new. And, um, and, but that's kind of where, where we are coming from, like food as medicine and trying to help you get the right nutrition at the right time to keep you healthy or then later also reverse your illness. I, I believe that's a very important aspect of food that I think goes often overlooked in that it can both be uh, the downfall of a person's health and something that also, you know, props up their health, if you will. Um, it can really go both ways. And that's why, and it's something that we do most often outside of like breathing and blinking as humans, um, is eating. It's, it's something that's very common to the human experience and something that also is not necessarily as ingrained and emphasized in our like education as anywhere from like primary school, even through, you know, me in medical school. Um, there's, we, we get a little bit of nutrition education, but not a whole lot. So that's a really interesting like dichotomy and, and picture um, that you paint and that is painted of society in general. That being said, can you kind of take us through what 
Elo does. Um, I was reading a little bit on your website and you know, I'd like you just to hear it from, you know, your, your, in your words, what kind of services and products you provide and how that's going to help somebody use food as, um, an improvement to their health rather than a detriment. Yeah. So a lot today, um, you always have this sort of big vision when you start a company or you start any project, you know, or you, when you want to become a, become a doctor, you know, it's not like, you know, you are a doctor tomorrow. It will take you, you know, nine years <laughs> to get to where you want to be. So it's always a long journey. And um, in this case, we looked at the market. We were like, this is something that, you know, we want to do. And then, of course, you think about like, what are the steps to get there? What do you do first? What do you do second? And we realized that there are a few things happening in the marketplace today. Uh, one thing that, you know, is very prevalent now is our wearable devices. So we all have like an Apple Watch or Fitbit or glucose monitor, even whatever we use. So we are getting more and more data of our bodies. At the same time, uh, testing of biomarkers becoming more prevalent. Like we get more often, you know, blood tested. There's data available that can be used to make decisions. And um, lastly, um, the, the food delivery and nutrition delivery became pretty normal. I think about 20 years ago, nobody was getting food to their home from the internet. And now, you know, half people have tried it. You know, we all use DoorDash and Uber Eats and Instacart and whatnot. So you can move food in a way that you can kind of, you know, order it to the home. So those things uh, are the enablers that make things like uh, like Yellow possible. And in the beginning, we were looking like, what can we do nationwide to start with? Because we wanted to have like, not only people in California in one city, but, you know, in the whole country. So we decided that let's do... Uh, in the beginning, blood testing. They can do blood testing and send people a at-home test kit. They can pick their finger, um, drop you know four drops of blood there, and then send it back to our lab. We can test the lab, the blood, and then we can learn something about the health. Of course, we also need to do a health questionnaire. Um, in many cases, we also connect to the wearable devices. We know the recovery. We cannot sleep. The activity, and then we were like, what can we do with that data? And the first product we built two years ago was uh, uh, supplements. So how do we customize the right supplements? Because the problem was that, you know, when we do blood testing, you realize that a lot of people have deficiencies in their blood. They have low vitamin D, low vitamin B. They have high LDL. They have, low, you know, too high A1C, um, the diabetes marker. And you can do something about those by, by supplementing people. It's pretty easy to, you know, fix a vitamin D. By the way, more than half the people who come into LO they have way too low vitamin D, and that can be fixed pretty quickly. They often have low iron, they have often low B, B, B12. So it means that you fix those, it actually has an impact on how you feel. I, I never took supplements before we started the company, and my vitamin D was, was super low. And uh, we got it up after two years, and all modified markers are also now in optimal level. And I feel different. My, my, my wife tells me I have more energy now than I had before, and I believe that. So there is some impact you can do by micro-optimization. But then, of course, you know, this is not going to solve the problem of, you know, obesity or the problem of, you know, uh, chronic conditions. But it's a validation that you can take people's blood data or biomarker data, and then you can do A, B, and C, and you can have a good outcome. And, and that felt like a nice idea. On top of that, we added also then a dietitian. We built an app, and the app has ability for you to see your data the app will notify when to do what. And the app also has a dietitian in. So you can have a chat with dietitian whenever you want to talk. You have a question, you want to take a photo of a product or meal, you can ask advice. You're going to get it almost real time. 
So that has been a big impact for many people because, you know, the supplements are supplements, but the help of a dietitian will be pretty persistent. And almost nobody has access to a dietitian today. It's only for people who get to hospital, who become very sick. They have maybe a, a renal condition. They need to change their diet or they have a heart attack. They get somebody to help. But there's very few people who have it today. And, and so we pair everybody with the dietitian. So that was the beginning to build this sort of a, uh, personalized biomarker-based supplementation uh, platform. The second product we got out recently is um, uh, a recovery product. This is a product more for people who are athletes. So if you if you do you know running or riding or or, or you do any type of sport, uh, protein, electrolytes, carbs, and and supplementation can help you uh, to recover faster. So we built that for more for the athletically minded people. And the next products, I think, when we get out, are going to be more about uh, like meal delivery. But we've been waiting to do that because we want to have enough science, enough evidence, um, enough validation before we get to the meal delivery. And that's really tough to do again nationwide because how do I send the meal to Alaska or Hawaii? That's very, very hard to do. So I have to have local partners in every every state to do that. So it takes a bit more time to get it live. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that both Liv and I are kind of simultaneously thinking here is about the science behind it. Nutrition science is something that has been decently widely researched, yet we get conflicting reports on, um, you know, one year eggs are healthy for us, the next year they're going to cause us to lose 10 years of our lifespan. Um, obviously being hyperbolic there, but you know, we have these correlative studies that kind of give us different, depending on how you like honestly slice the data, you're gonna get different things out of it. There are things, like you said, like vitamin D, B12, where there's been some like more well-established criteria and guidelines for maybe what is normal or what is optimal, but where, like, what is the, um, like the seminal science behind um, what you're looking at and what you're shooting for in each of the clients at LO? Yeah, I think you, you make, a, make a great point. And uh, I 100% agree that um, the amount of science we have today about nutrition and human health is, uh, is very poor. I mean, you think there's a lot of research done, uh, but many of the research is done with a very small sample set, or it is done by these meta studies or long-term studies where they are deducting the impact that, you know, these people didn't eat red meat, so they have now Alzheimer's, so red meat causes Alzheimer's. So it's very, it's very difficult to isolate the one component or one type of food product or one type of ingredient in these studies. And, and last point, why it's difficult is that you have uh, many of the studies are self-reported. And uh, people reporting their diet is not very accurate. I mean, we forget the pizza we ate last night and the beer we had, you know, whatever. Like it's like a third of the food is not reported because people kind of forget because they don't yeah, like oops. to remember the bad stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's how. If, if we would eat, all eat like we report, we would no, there would be no obesity uh, in the world, and we we have it. So there's something wrong with the reporting. But anyway, what we did at Elo. Uh, fully knowing this factor and, and, you know, having been spent quite a bit of time in, in, in healthcare before and in the nutrition world and having now people in the team who are these super experts, you know, who work with, uh, you know, the, the Olympic athletes and the sport teams and uh, who have been studying these things for decades. And we started by collecting the whole corpus of science. 
We found about 6,000 clinical trials today that are done to human beings related to the, the active ingredients we have in the LO uh, quiver today. We have about um, 80 different active compounds we are giving people from a nutrition perspective. Think about like the micro macro nutrient perspective. And those 6,000 studies are not done in vitro. They are done to humans. They are done in the end of more than 50. And most of the things we are offering today to our customers and members have more than five studies plus couple meta studies on top of it. So they have pretty robust evidence. And so we took that data that became an algorithm. So when you come to ELO, we take your health questionnaire, health conditions, we take your data and we map it on top of all these studies. And we find out that what are the most important things we want to work with you. You can't work on everything. You have to pick one battle at a time. That's always, I think, the key in nutrition. You can't tackle like five things at once. It's too complicated. So you pick one or two things. And then you use the science to define what is the right dosing? What is the right timing? What is the right type of intervention from a nutrition perspective? And then you try to provide that um, for the people. And then we do ongoing testing. So the beauty of that is that, of course, we put you in a cohort of, uh, let's say, I'm in a cohort of uh, the vitamin D. I have a mutation in my DNA that I don't metabolize sun normally. So my vitamin D is super low because of that. I need to supplement externally. So I'm in a cohort of low vitamin D because A, B, and C. There are certain number of studies to tell what I need to do to myself to get it back up. We follow those studies. I'm also N of 1 in the ELO study that is ongoing clinical trial in a way that we do at ELO. And we have now maybe 50 to 100 people who are like me in the same states. And we are now a bigger cohort than the studies ever were. Because study might have been 50 people, 100 people. We might have 200, 300 people already in a cohort. So we now are seeing if that science that we are using as a baseline can be repeated. So we're doing a real-world study again to validate if that science is true or not. And slowly, I hope when we grow, we are able to... Uh, increase the value of different papers because they seem to be the same outcome we are seeing with our own uh, real-world evidence. And then what happens, I think, we are not there yet, but you know, now it becomes interesting. The third step is really about are we able to build then a learning algorithm, a real AI, that could actually learn from our outcomes and improve the current science from the dosing perspective, treatment perspective, and so forth. So that's kind of the idea of what we're trying to build. Um, but yeah, it takes time. I mean, there's no easy answer. And when we go to from these isolated ingredients or, or active ingredients, we, when we go to meals, it gets even more complicated because we metabolize food differently when the food is created in, in a plate or we warm it up or we cook it up. So I don't think really the world knows a lot yet. And I hope we are one of the companies who is able to kind of maybe unearth some of these details. And I believe personally that in the next decade, um, we will likely, maybe a decade or two, we will able to build this sort of a uh, whole theory of human health. When we finally get all the data that we have today in medicine and health, and we can put it in the real AI models, I think we can have what actually works, what doesn't. Today, we are treating one part of the body with the one intervention. We are not treating the holistic body because it's too complicated for any doctor to understand. So I think in 20 years' time, we're going we're gonna to crack that. And that will help us really unlock health in a new way. What I have found really exciting over the last few years um, is, and what I'm seeing a lot more of, is exactly what Elo is doing. And that's kind of the application of artificial intelligence, machine learning, 
into healthcare, especially these really complicated systems where there's all these different data points because, you know, your height, your age, your weight, all these things that we think about all impact the way your body functions. And obviously that will impact how a supplement might, you know, change your health or not change your health. It might impact how you process food. It might impact your sleep. And there's all these different factors that the human brain can't really compute the way that an actual computer can. So it's really interesting as you kind of describe what Elo does, right? You have to think about um, you know, the app, right? You have to have people that create an app. You have to have nutritionists involved. You have scientists. You have a lab that's going to analyze the blood samples. So if you could just talk a little bit about the team that you have now, um, how are you making this all possible and what sorts of science are you combining? I think it's really cool how you've described all these different pieces that have to kind of work together like a machine to really make this work. Um, and it, you've done it in such a such an elegant way. And I would love to kind of learn more about the different teams you have and the different partnerships that you have in order to make this happen? That's a really good good question always because um, I think the world today is so complicated that it's very difficult to do everything alone. And um, you, you, have a, you can have these sort of platforms that work uh, across different industries or, or power different companies. Uh, and then you have these kind of vertical things that are going very deep and narrow. And um, I mean, healthcare today, we are seeing quite a few new companies who are kind of using AI, the cloud, the mobile to build this sort of vertical care delivery platform. It could be care for ADHD or it could be care for many other, other things. And I'm involved in a few of those companies and I upload uh, to the teams who are doing this because it's very difficult because you have to be really you have to have the science, you have to have, you be, need to be the hospital or the caregiver, you have to be kind of the, you know, the, 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 the creator of the data. It's just super difficult to do. And that's kind of the problem we had at ELO because we are kind of taking a little bit of that vertical approach. So we first we decided where do we want to play? Like what is the most important factor for us? Where are we going to over-index, over-invest? And we decided that that will be in the ELO brain. We are able to take data from your body and we are able to turn it into meaning and we are able to turn it into not so what, but then what. That then what to me is the most important factor because we all have a lot of data. We are are having too much data and we don't know what to do about it. But if I can give you a, a blueprint and a roadmap, what to do after we know about this, about your data, that's where we focus the most. So we are, we're focusing on like having you know, data scientists, having the scientists, having the technical people to be able to do that. And then many other things like the, you know, producing of the supplements or the powders or uh, meals, we will not do those um, ourselves. We're going to be partnering with the best people we find around the world. I've been scattering the whole world in the last, you know, three years. I found five partners now that we are working or starting to work with together. They are all around the world. And they are the best at what they do. And they can build these products. We always say at Elo that every product we, we ship to people, if it's nutrition, it is made to order. So our, our pill pack that you get from our supplementation perspective, it's made to order for you only. Uh, our powder that you get from us is made to order. It's only one pack like that in the world. It's handmade. And it's very difficult to find people who can do that at scale. So we were able to do that. And then, of course, you know, the lab testing is another one. Like, you know, it's not easy to you know to the blood collection the blood testing it requires very specific knowledge you know um you know it has to be you know clear fda certified labs there has to be doctors involved so that's also something we found partners who are working with us uh to get those done they are, they've been doing it for a long time they are they are the best in the world um and then if, we, if you think about you know the the experience is also the other part that we wanted to do in-house 
So um, we have three founders, you know, one of the founders, he's spent a decade at Apple. So he's, you know, behind some of these products that, you know, I'm wearing right now. And, um, <laughs> and he was, you know, in, he was, he was reporting to Tony Ive, you know, the Apple lead designer. And, you know, he was in that team building all these new products we have, we have seen in the last, you know, few months, for example. So he's bringing us the understanding and the guidance on how to build an experience. And we always ask at Elo, how would nutrition look like if Apple would do it? And we kind of have the Apple guy helping us to do it. So it's pretty cool <laughs> in that sense that, you know, you, you're really taking the, pushing the envelope, like, you know, if you look at Kraft or Unilever, I don't think they have, you know, those people defining how things work and how do you integrate the app, the cloud, AI into the physical product. So today, if you take yellow product, like, you know, you know people won't say this, but, you know, you take a yellow product, there's a QR code, you can point your camera to it and it will open the app automatically and tell what's in there. So the, the label and the details of the product is all, always in the app. You can always connect the physical product to the digital product and, and it's alive. And one thing we did that I'm really proud about now, we just got it out you know, a few months ago and we've been now testing with hundreds of people and the feedback has been really positive. So if you get LO recovery product, for example, of course you can, you know, you can connect with the, with the phone, but what's really cool is that you're going to go and do a work, you know, workout, you're going to do a, Swim workout, you're going to do a bike ride, you're going to go for a run. We connect your Strava or Apple Watch or Garmin or Peloton into Elo automatically. And after your ride or run or workout, we're going to tell you how much of recovery product you need exactly at what time. And that's something nobody's ever done before. So it's like, it's like the product is talking to you automatically. And it's been really fun to get the people's feedback when it's like kind of they're scratching their head that. I did a blood work and you send me product based on my blood data and then the product talks to me after every work. I'm like, what the hell? It's pretty scientific. <laughs> All that cross, um, like integration, in cross platform integration makes it sound like it, it's, it's modeled or not modeled after, but has the influence of an Apple product in there. But that's what makes Apple so great, right? Like Apple's one of the most it's, I think it's the identifiable biggest... company, one of the most, um, Apple has a brand, right? It's just a cell phone. It's just an iPad. But there's sort of like when you think about Apple or when you look at their branding, it's all it feels like an experience. Like it's just a cell phone, but they don't sell it that way. They don't market it that way. They don't market it like just a cell phone. It's not just a supplement. You're getting somewhat of an experience. And there's there's this kind of prestige almost that comes with the company just because of the way that they've consistently branded themselves. Nike is another one, right? Like you just you think about Nike and you think about the elite athletes that they've always associated themselves with, even though they're just selling you running shoes. And I'm not an Olympian, and I'm certainly never going to be. But when I think about Nike or the brand, uh, you know, I, I think about what it kind of stands for and what it's associated with. So I think oftentimes in biotech and in healthcare companies, branding is not, sometimes it doesn't have to be important, right? If I'm making a cancer therapy and it works, sometimes that's enough. But when it's kind of this direct-to-consumer product, it's really cool to see how much branding can really impact the experience and how much the user experience matters. Because it no longer feels like, oh man, I have to you know, take care of myself and oh man, I have to eat healthy. It becomes almost enjoyable and effortless when you have this app kind of helping you along the way. So I think that's really cool that you've, you've made that a priority because I think people need that. People need that nowadays um, in order to do what's, what's right for us. <laughs> And, and I think, you know, it's, it, I mean, I, I've done a lot of, you know, uh, branding in, in my past life and worked with some 
really interesting brands and uh, and you know Nokia was the most valuable brand at the time and you know I was there in the in the team when I started Nokia I was in the team that invented the first smartphone before iPhone and Android and uh, and then you know Apple built what they built and um, it was really interesting to be on the other side of the table you know uh, fighting or like trying to battle against Apple when they created the new product that was absolutely I mean it's the biggest product of you know our lifetime easily iPhone and it changed everything it changed you know way we spend our time we spend you know five hours a day on the screen today we did not do that 20 years ago so it's very difficult to you know even understand the world before iphone and of course android you know it's a it's a copycat of uh it's great but you know it's, it's a copycat and you know everybody's copying now what what apple has done and i think you know this idea that you know in the world of health and in the world of uh, nutrition especially i think i think the brand matters a lot and i think it matters that you know the people who are building these products they come from the same cloth as you um because it's a lot about belief it's a lot about you know being in a tribe it's almost a um, religion to people i mean I, like i said i never really did supplements before and i find it interesting that i'm now in this world possibly where people believe in these things and they are very kind of animated about it and i don't really to be fair, care. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a technologist. I believe in the science. I believe in the data. If the data shows me that this is the right way to do it and go, I'm going to go there. I don't really care if you know somebody has an opinion about ashwagandha. If it doesn't work, I'm not going to have it in our product. So that's my point of view. And I'm I'm talking to these people who are like you know they elevate us as a company who does something really cool because we are we are doing stuff they believe in. That's great. I mean, we need to believe. And and you guys know well that placebo is a real factor we don't really know why but our brain is somehow able to change how the body functions if we believe in something it just works that way we don't know exactly why but it does so i'm always happy if people believe in something deeply because it will likely make a better impact in their health and life and it's not only about the health is health is so much about the mind like you can be sick there could be two people who are sick at the same time. The other person has to believe that they, they're going to live or they have a reason to live and they will live. I mean, like, how did it happen? We don't really know. But uh, if you have somebody then, you know, like an older age person whose spouse dies and, you know, they often die within the year because they lost the, lost the meaning of life. So mental side of the brain is super important. And I think, you know, we are trying to, um, I always say that, you know, when I build things, um, I, you know, I built, spent 10 years almost in an enterprise healthcare building back-end SaaS services that nobody really cares about, to be fair. They have a big impact in, in the world, you know. Millions and millions and millions of people use our data to find a doctor every day. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm proud about that. But nobody knows our name anymore because we are behind the scenes in big healthcare. But in LO case, I really want to make these things delightful. Something that, you know, is if you can, if you smile and you, you are surprised about the cleverness what we what we did. Um, that makes me feel feel proud. Well, uh, Artie, thank you so much for coming on the show. I you know I wish we had another hour to keep chatting about all of the nitty gritty about Elo and nutrition and the future of it all. So maybe we'll have you back on in the future. But it was it was great chatting with you, and I wish we wish Elo nothing but the best. Cool, thank you. And I think you know one one point that you know maybe I want to just highlight here at the end that um, and I know that you know you you guys both you know uh, deeply care about the, the the medicine and and health and the, the world healthcare world overall. 
So one thing that you know is often neglected to understand today is that uh, we are living in a very unique time today. If you take a look at uh, one graph that I look at um, and I talk about a lot, which is uh, the life expectancy today. And it's so bizarre that I don't know if you have seen it, but life expectancy in the US today, it has declined four or five years in the last five years. And in, in some groups like Native Americans, it has declined something like eight years. I mean, that's actually the same number today, 68 or 67, that Sub-Saharan Africa has today for, for Native American population. So it's really sad that, you know, we are, we are living in this time when we have abundance of, you know, money in healthcare, yet somehow we are not living as long as the people before us. And that has never happened before in the history of the world. We can go back 500 years and only times when it dipped down a bit was the Black Death in Europe when, you know, a third of people died and then in the Second World War. But beyond that, we are living in a unique time. And it's not because of COVID only, not because of opioid epidemic, not because of, you know, people are depressed. But there's something going on. So I think that is the big uh, B-hack, the big problem today of our time. And anyone who's, you know, young today looking for problems, that problem to me is really worthy of thinking and solving. I think that leaves us with a very inspirational point and something for our audience to think about as we kind of see how these changes play out in the next 10 years and 20 years. So thank you so much again for being on the show. And I really hope that Elo makes the impact that it has the potential to make. Cool. Thank you. And that is all for this month's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Science and Society to catch our new releases, upcoming topics, and our science shenanigans. If you're enjoying our show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to help more people find Science and Society. Be sure to tune into episode five, coming September 4th. And as always, peace, love, and science. <laughs>